Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we got a lot to talk about in the NBA world. But first and foremost, how are you on this Thursday afternoon? Asheville. I'm just looking at the t-shirt. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Welcome back. Welcome back to Cali. Welcome back to Cali. It's it's good to be back in LA. You know, I went back to Asheville with Midas. We were kind of like the kings of Asheville for for a nice weekend. You know, we got to bop around, got to see a lot of locals, got to see a lot of good basketball. But you're right, BJ. It's good to be back in Los Angeles and uh, back in you know in the conversation when we talk about NBA basketball. This is the mecca of NBA basketball. A lot of conversations being had about the Lakers and the Clippers, and everyone's trying to figure out who the best team in the West is. Yes. And you and I talked at the end of the last episode, and it seems like the world has decided that the Warriors are not only the best in the West, but they're the best in basketball. But the Phoenix Suns, the team that went to the finals last year, they have won 10 games in a row. So I want to dedicate this episode, BJ, for you and I to discuss who is actually the best in the West so far this season. And let's start with the Golden State Warriors because they go Tuesday night. Steph Curry makes a statement. He's got the the Brooklyn crowd screaming MVP for him. The next day on first take, Stephen A. Smith says uh, the biggest mistake of KD's life was going to be leaving Stephen Curry. <laughs> it, a lot of a lot of grandiose uh, declarations being made. But BJ, what have you seen from the Warriors so far? Well, before we get there, I, w- I want to go back to 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 Asheville. Okay, I want to go back there real quick. Okay, first. You went with Midas, correct? Yes. So uh, before we get into all of the nonsense <laughs> off the court, because I've asked you repeatedly, let's just keep it on the court, but we got to talk we'll about all the, no- we'll the, keep the it, nonsense. We'll keep it on the court as much as we can. Yeah. I just have one question. I only have one question per show. Did you take him to Bojangles or not? <laughs> <laughs> BJ, it's the first thing that we did. Okay, we I landed just in sure. Charlotte. We got sure. the car, and I said, Midas, we're going to Bojangles. Yeah, okay. And we, we got a four-piece chicken supreme. This is how much they respected us. We got a four-piece chicken supreme, two of them. Mike had about eight tenders in there. I had about six. So okay. you ask for the four-piece, and you end up with 12, okay. 14 pieces that, that, of chicken. That's the most that's important thing. Okay. Now that we know we're, we're properly fed, and we have, you know, we have the proper nutrition, now we can go on yes. to the nonsense. Yeah, let's get to the nonsense, because uh, okay. we're all filled up on Bojangles chicken. Well, thank yeah. you, Bojangles. Yeah, thank You're you. The thank you, Bojangles, you know. They're not a sponsor yet, but they, they could be in the future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But let's talk about those Warriors, because Steph Curry obviously had a lot of Bojangles growing up in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it's fueling him to be what some are saying the best player in basketball, BJ, right now. Okay, well, let's say this. Some are saying, some are talking, (laughs) okay, Steph Curry right now is the best player in the NBA. Mm. Okay? Steph Curry right now is playing at an elite level, and he is carrying – the torch as the best player currently right now in the NBA. It's regular season, still November. They are the best team right now. Mm. Now, if you ask me my opinion, you know who I'm going to say who the best player is. Number 34. All day, every day. Had a 47-piece last (laughs) night, you know. He had a 47-piece with nine rebounds. That, that game was a little bit of a message being sent, no, no, I think, he, to, the, he, to the Lakers. He always takes on his matchup. That's the one thing. So, Giannis is just watching everything. I think the guy's just trolling the NBA now. Because <laughs> now that he's won, you can tell he's just playing like, okay, well, regularly. You know, once you win, you're like, okay, the regular season really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's an exhibition. Okay. But what I will say about the Golden State Warriors is the following. They have something to prove in the regular season and the postseason because of their pedigree. And they mm. are a very prideful group. And I'm giving them 
respect because of their age, because of what they've accomplished, and they found new ways to keep themselves motivated, but more importantly, engaged into the game. I'm very impressed with that, especially because they're not one, not two, but they are three-time champions. Mm-hmm. Okay? They also have another player who's a three-time champion who hasn't played now in two years. Who's now doing five-on-five five contact, and they're hoping to get him back well, by January. Well, if he can contribute whatever he can contribute at this point. Okay? I know the narrative is Clay's coming back. Pushing through is just saying, just contribute and give me what you got. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to expect anything from Clay until next year or maybe the year after. Because yeah, we're not expecting Clay. The only person that we've seen that's been able to to come off an Achilles and somehow still be and, and an ACL and an ACL. Yeah, he's got both. Okay, yeah, he's, he's the first so, player to come off both. He's got an ACL and an Achilles. So I'm not expecting, but just give me what you got. Okay, just give me what you got. But what I am impressed with is that this is a new group, new team, mm. but the leadership of Steph Curry has remained, and he's engaged. I respect that. Because once you do it, you understand how hard it is to do it. So I'm giving Steph Curry credit. I have no more questions about Steph Curry. Steph Curry is, hey, you know, I, 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 I can just talk about him now. I don't care if he goes 0 for 20 tonight or tomorrow whenever he plays again. We know who he is at we this point. We know who he is. Excellent leadership. Now, mm-hmm. what's going to happen once I take something away from this group? Because the regular season and the way they play, they are a problem. I love the fact that we're getting contributions from young players like Kuminga, mm-hmm. Jordan Poole. I love the fact that they're, you know, Gary Payton. Is that the, he's the second or the third? I don't know which one. But Gary, he, he's Payton, trying to get in the dunk contest. At Gary this point. Payton is an excellent player that has found a home and found a role. Okay, they have excellent chemistry, and I'm going to give Steph Curry. I mean, Steph Curry, Steve Kerr. This Steve Kerr has found a way to communicate to this generation. Steve Kerr is doing perhaps his best coaching job because he's coaching his veterans, Andre Iguodala, Steph Curry, Draymond Green. Looney, all the guys that have been around. Looney and all of these guys who are accomplished in their own right, individually and the team success. And he's also integrating new players, young players into the fold who will play a role for them. You know, he's talking about James Wiseman. James Wiseman hasn't done anything yet in this league. Okay. Otto Porter is engaged. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that Steve Kerr has shown the ability to communicate with people. He has people skills, and he's somehow been able to keep Steph Curry, who's the MVP, engaged, and to a guy who hasn't played 10 games yet, Kaminga, engaged. And they're all in the same room, and he's talking their language. So he gets respect here. He gets respect as, co- as coach of the year right now. Steph Curry has been incredible. I got nothing else to say. But I will say this, the style that we're currently seeing, though, I don't think we'll win the whole thing. But I do like what I'm seeing. I do like the fact that they are winning games they're supposed to win. But more importantly, they're playing the game the right way. So I'm not going to say anything else because I know what's coming in the spring. 
but I'm going to enjoy the regular season. And I'm going to say this. Steph Curry, there's a reason they don't call it show show, and there's a reason they don't call it business business. They call it show business. Well, if you want to get a show and some business and you got time during the week or during the weekend, watch Steph Curry and the Warriors. Mm. It's the best entertainment right now. He, it's the best show in basketball. He, I mean, it, it is primetime television. He puts a smile on my face every single time I watch him. He puts a smile on my face because it's infectious. He plays the game with joy. <laughs> he shoots it with joy. I'm rooting for him every time he shoots it. <laughs> so were the Brooklyn Nets fans. By the, by the end of the Warriors game, they were all cheering you, for Steph Curry. I, I, you cannot you, – you don't like basketball. You don't like yourself if you don't like Steph Curry. You you cannot you, you cannot not like the guy. I mean, he mm-hmm. just plays the game with joy. He passes the ball. He plays the game the right way. And he has incredible leadership. Incredible leadership. This is what I love. He incl- he's he includes everybody, the coaches, the rookies, the young guys, and he's always teaching. And he does it with a smile on his face. You don't know if it, it, like you're like <laughs> You know, he's like talking to James Wiseman. He's talking to Kaminga. He's talking to Otto Porter. Then, you know, he, you know, he he just calms Draymond down. Andre, they just know where he's at on. They just always know where Steph's at on the floor. You know, I love the how he plays. I love how he leads, and it's been it's been beautiful to watch. It's been yeah, and Kenny, Kenny Smith, they had Steph Curry after the Nets game. They had him come on TNT. Shaq said he was his favorite player. Shaq also said that he thought the Warriors were the favorite to win the title, which I, I find that a little fascinating. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. But also, Kenny Smith made a great point. He said, when I hear a team is young and I hear a team you know, has to, to kind of grow into who they are, I don't hear that they're the best defensive team in basketball on the other side of that. And I think we have to give credit to the Iguodalas, the Draymonds, the Steph Currys, the fact that they got the Kamingas and the Jordan Pools of the world to buy in on defense. Well, and, and that is the most amazing part of this whole Warriors run so far. You know, it's unbelievable. When I, I love that term, buy in. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of like you're, you're coming to the gym and you're like, whoa, I know what it is. <laughs> Let me see. Okay. <laughs> Can I? Can I? Do I have permission here to to, to speak the truth? I, I want speak I want the to, truth. Okay, I want to. I want to speak it. You know, this league now. We always talk about. You know, I love. I love when old guys say this league is soft, right? I, I love that. You know, because <laughs> you know, you know, when we played, the game was so tough. You know what I mean? But let me tell you, really, what's going on here, Tate, and and, and it's kind of and it, it kind of bothers me. We've become afraid now to coach the players. We, we, and I say we, the adults in this business, the head coaches, the general managers, the executives, we are afraid to actually coach our players. If you don't coach your best player, Tate, okay, here's a little, little gem. If you don't coach your best player, you have no chance in this league to accomplish anything. The most refreshing thing about Steve Kerr right now is to watch him coach his best player. There is no buy-in here. <laughs> what are you buying in? Tate walks in the door. What's Tate buying into? Tate hasn't won anything. Mm. Tate's never played a game. What is he buying into? You're, you're lucky that I, we gave you a stall in the, in the locker room. <laughs> There's no buying in here. 
tell you, when I walked into the locker room, there was no, they didn't even call me by my first name. Brooke. Do this, do that. Yeah. I didn't even have a I didn't even have a seat. I was just lucky to have a stall. <laughs> What's the buy-in? Mm. It's unbelievable to me. We're we're act, we're act, acting as if we're selling something. No. Coach your best player. Coaching. And the rest will follow. You, yeah. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Coach Steph Curry. Coach Kevin Durant. Coach LeBron James. Coach Carl Anthony Towns. Coach your best player. If there's anything, suddenly Greg Popovich, he forgot how to coach. Now, let me tell you what Greg Popovich forgot. Well, someday Tim Duncan was going to get old. He's still coaching. He just doesn't have the best player to coach anymore. Coach your best player and everyone else will fall in line. That's how this game works. If Phil Jackson walked in the locker room and started coaching Michael Jordan, what do you think that rookie B.J. Armstrong was going to say? <laughs> nah, Phil don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he, so, hey, hey, he hasn't sold me. He hasn't sold me yet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not buying in yet. Come mm. on. Come on, Tate. Let's stop it. Let's start with the narrative. And it's the same thing with Kerr, Kerr with Draymond, Kerr with Steph Curry. If he's, if he's getting those guys in line, now, if you're Kaminga or one of these young guys, now, you have to follow How do him I know he's coaching? How do I know he's coaching his best player? There was one play that happened. Now, there was a lot of plays that were highlights. Steph Curry shooting fallaways and Steph Curry shooting threes. <laughs> the man had 37 points. They're cheering. All the narratives, blah, blah, blah. There was one play that I said, oh, Steve Kerr still has their attention. Steph Curry gave you a defensive effort. He's not a defensive player. He gives you the effort because the anchor of the defense is Draymond Green. Yes. Draymond Green holds everybody accountable on the defensive end. Okay? Draymond Green needs just as much credit as anybody else on that floor because on the defensive end, he holds everybody accountable. And he's calling out switches. He's calling out everything. Steph Curry gave you a defensive effort versus James Harden and dole for the ball. Think about what I just said, though. This guy, we're talking about this guy, the MVP. He gives you a defensive effort. He dives for the ball, the loose ball. What's the sell? Who's buying in? <laughs> <laughs> There's no buy-in here. No, this is how we do it here. Now, I don't know what you do when you play it on another team. This is how we do it here. When somebody gets beat here, this is how we help here. See, th- th- there is no buy-in. When you're on a good team, Tate, I got to hold you accountable, and you got to hold me accountable. That's the buy-in. The buy-in is I see you, you see me. Yeah, and if you want to play on a championship-level team, that's, now, that's the expectation. Now, what I see is young players having to be held accountable for what they're supposed to do in the game. Because I watched Kaminga last year play in the G League. I didn't see him helping on the weak side like I saw him block that shot the other night. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no buy-in here. What, what, the coaches last year didn't, didn't sell him something? He's just been held accountable here. So, Steph Curry has been unbelievable. Got to give those guys credit. They're playing a good brand of basketball right now. I love what I'm seeing. 
offensively magnificent, but defensively, I don't I don't look at the stats, but if they're not one, they certainly got to be in the top five. They're number one. They're okay, the number yeah. one defensive team. Okay, that's what I'm most impressed about watching this team, and their best player is giving the effort necessary. And when your best player does that, I want to see somebody get out of pocket. I want to see somebody mm-hmm. else stand up and go, hey, I don't believe in what they're doing. I know yeah. if you want to have a good team. If you're the 15th man and you're not diving on the floor right. and Steph Curry yeah, is, then you, you, you just go ahead and get to the bench. No, you go ahead and just turn <laughs> your uniform in. Just turn that uniform in. Because there's somebody else out there who wants to be. Who wants a, it. Who wants that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all of this buy-in stuff, no. Or I'm, I'm talking to all the teams. Coach your best player. Coach your best player. Because if you don't, you have no chance. Mm. Well, let's talk about another team that coaches their best player, and he is the coach of the year according to his peers last year, and that's Monty Williams yes. and the Phoenix Suns. They are on a 10-game win streak right now, Ooh. and uh, DeAndre Ayton came back last night, had, had a great had a great game. JaVale's been great in his absence, and Chris Paul, I mean, we, we talked about Chris Paul last year and what he did with the Suns team, but he's getting coached by Monty Williams, and this team is uh, is playing at a high level. And I think it's 1A, 1B at this point. I mean, the Warriors, the Suns, whoever you want to take is a good pick because both teams are playing great basketball. I, I like this for the Suns that the Warriors are getting the headlines right now because mm-hmm. the Suns are quietly going about their business. And they're better as the underdog, right? They're, they're better when they, well, they can go after who is the top dog. It's tough. They had a tough start of the season, which – I thought was interesting because once you win and have success, you go from being the hunter to being the guy now that all the other teams are measuring themselves to the hunted, right? And the Suns at the beginning of the season, you could tell they weren't playing up to the pace or the expectations of the other teams because the other teams were measuring themselves against them. They were 1-3 and three to start the year. Yes. Now 11-3. and three. But I love the fact that Monty stayed true to his, to his, you know, to who he was as a coach. He stayed true to the principles of the game and just said, we're going to win our fair share if we do the things the right way. And, and lo and behold, that's come true. So I give him respect for not, oh, we're one in three, what's going on with the Suns? He just stayed true to it. Now. In today's game, Tate, it's very obvious now what's really going on on how you win games. You got to have excellent guard play. You got to have excellent guard play. And Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they've quietly gone about their business, and Devin Booker continues to improve. Yes. If not the best, one of the yes, best backcourts in basketball. Yeah. They're, and they're quietly going about, what, a nine or 10 game winning streak, and everyone's ten. talking about. The Warriors. I've said it at the beginning of the season. I'm gonna say it now, and I and I'm gonna say it at the end. I think the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the West. They're the best team. They have size. They have athleticism. They have shooting. They have depth. They're well coached. They defend, but more importantly, they have excellent guard play. Excellent guard play. Starting Chris Paul and off the bench with Cameron Payne. And, and they have continuity now. I mean, they, yeah, they kind of yeah, yeah. know who they are when Cam comes in now, in that second unit. Now, it's they, different. they've added more depth with JaVale McGee and Frank the Tank. I just love saying his name. Frank the Tank is <laughs> Frank is Who's been, had a 30-point game this yeah, season Fred, already. Frank gave you a 30-piece, you know, a Mac Cheese. <laughs> he gave you a Mac Cheese meal, you know, from Wisconsin, you know? 
So I like this team. I like what they do. I think they're going to be there in the end. And when the game slows down, I think they will adjust appropriately because they have the size and they have enough pieces. I think they're going to be tough to deal with in the playoffs, in a playoff-like atmosphere. They have veterans, and they can go on the road and win in any arena. They can go, mm. they, they, they can go to Golden State and win. They're bigger than Golden State. They have That's my th- only concern with Golden State. I mean, Wiseman yeah, is their yeah. one true big, really, and it kind of like was how it was with Bogut before. Yeah, and 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 and, and I, I look, Chris Paul, and if they were to match up, Chris Paul is going to have to guard somebody in that series. He's either got to guard, he's either has to guard uh, Devin Steph Booker. Curry? Yeah, yeah, Steph Curry has to guard Chris Paul or Devin Booker mm-hmm. for seven games, and vice versa. Okay, but Steph Curry will be challenged on both ends for 48 minutes. And Chris Paul, I mean, for the people, I mean, Chris Paul is kind of like his OG. I mean, he's older than him. They're both from North Carolina. They, will, I mean, they, 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 have, a, they have a long Steph, relationship. They know each other well. Steph Curry is a problem no matter what. But mm-hmm. Chris Paul is capable of having a game or two. When I say a game, a 35 or 40-point game. And will not be discouraged by – the phenomenal play of Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. See, that's the difference. Steph Curry will – he can deflate you by the, his shot-making ability. You got to give him – when you play against Steph Curry, you got to give him five or six shots that you go, hey, man, I was right there. And you just got to keep playing through it. But I think Chris Paul has the ability to expose some things that Steph Curry – may not do as well. And that's what's always made it interesting every time he plays against Kyrie Irving. You got it. Your best defense is your offense. Okay? Your best defense is your offense, especially in today's game. Chris Paul can hold Steph Curry and, and make him play honest basketball. And not he, can, he will not be able to hide in that offense in, 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 in his defensive assignment. Even if he went to Mikhail Bridges, he, That's a mismatch. He, he, he can't just go hide on Jay Crowder. He just mm-hmm. can't go hide, you know, and, 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 and switch. They have to have some type of continuity when they play. So I like the Suns. I like what they're doing. They're quietly going about their business. Everyone's looking over there. But I think in the end, this team will be a well-oiled machine. I think they're going to be ready. And they have the veterans to take on this challenge. Mm. And I and I like this Phoenix Suns team, so I'm taking I'm picking Phoenix when it's all said and done. The Warriors they deserve it; they're fun, and I think that would be a great matchup. If I could get Phoenix and the and the Warriors in the finals, I'd be a really happy camper over here. Yeah, me too. It'd be great basketball. Obviously, Steph Curry and Chris Paul. I mean, goes back to the Clippers days when there used to be such a rivalry there between those two guys. So to get that, uh, another one of those showdowns would be great for basketball. There, there's four other teams in the West. So those are our top two teams. We've got the Suns and the Warriors. They're right there. They're battling it out. There's four teams that are kind of waiting in the winds. There's Dallas, there's Denver, there's the Clippers, and there's the Jazz. Out of those four teams, is there any, any one of those teams that you look at and you say, I, I would be worried about them being a dark horse team that could, you know, if everyone gets healthy, for example, with the Nuggets, could they be a team to watch out for, uh, you know, with those top two in the West? I'm not concerned about the Nuggets 
because when you when you have a guy coming back, especially at a, at a a point guard position where it's predicated on speed and quickness, it's a next year type deal with year. Jamal Murray. Next year, if yeah. he can get through this year, get forty or something games under his belt, then next year because I like the Nuggets. I I mean, look, Jokic quietly is is playing at another MVP level this year. He might be the MVP again. If we're be, just looking at yeah. If you if the analytics team gets in here, they'll tell us that he is the MVP. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I like their team. I don't like their depth as much as I liked it before, but I like their team. I think next year I will talk about them. Mm. Same with the Clippers. If Kawhi, 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 we need another year for with Kawhi. We need another yeah. year. Okay, I, I, I like the Clippers. This Dallas team is intriguing. I want to like them. <laughs> but it seems like as soon as I'm about ready to say I like them, something always happens. You know, they, they were having a nice win against Denver the other night. In the last five seconds of the game, someone rolls on Luka's ankle. They're missing a couple pieces. They're just missing a couple pieces here. So I'm not ready to say I, I, I trust this group fully, especially on the defensive end. I just don't think they are at the championship level. But Luka, it's just, a you know, he's a talent. Right? You, you got to respect him. Yeah, anytime you're in a seven game series with Luca, he, I mean, you, he, you know you gotta you, you're gonna get three or four yeah, games out of him yeah. that are incredible. Luca, Luca can carry a series. Now let's get to the Jazz, because <laughs> that's that's the really the team. I'm, I'm, Those I'm, are the I'm, I'm, that's the I'm third tired team. Of having this conversation every year, every year they are in the top four. Every year we say the same thing. <laughs> I'm just gonna say a wait and see because I like the players. I uh, Donovan Mitchell. You know, he's he's a terrific young player. Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. Joe Ingles, Bogdanovich. Look, they're well coached, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, you, know the, you know the routine. However, the playoffs are a different story. It's a different, it's a different animal. And I have yet to see <laughs> the team play a style that I say, oh, that will – that will really help them in the playoffs. They play like this. They've almost perfected how to play in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because that's the style that they play. Is there deficiency in the and maybe the individual players? But I would love to see them play a different style that will serve them well in the playoffs. Try a different style in the regular season. Well, even I, if it, I, I, even I, I, if you have some growing listen, pains, just see what works. Yeah, because it's clear to me you can't win this plan this way in the regular in the in the postseason. Now they're going to win in their fair share of regular season games. They have, you know, Conley there, who's, you know, look, they got pros, but I'm not convinced that this style can carry you deep into the playoffs in the postseason. Mm. And I do think that I learned something watching the FIBA games this year in the Olympics about Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert could be used in a different capacity if if so empowered, right? I mean, we saw how much his physicality made an impact. And I know the FIBA game is different than the NBA yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. 
But I, but I did give me a little bit of hope that if Rudy was, you know, deployed in a different capacity, maybe this Utah team does look different, and they have the best big in the postseason, and, and maybe that changes things. But I, I think you're 100% right. Taking 30-plus threes a game, relying on, you know, the percentages to, to work in your favor has not been able to work when games slow down and teams go into half-court sets, and, and they haven't been able to answer the bell. So I think that's why it's a little bit of fatigue for anyone that's watched the Jazz for the past three, four seasons. Yeah, because you, you – you cannot not like the team. They play hard. Yeah. They play well. They share the ball. They give you effort. But you just know you can't continue to at this pace for this journey. This is a marathon of a season. And the game is going to slow down. And when the game slows down, what's their go-to? What's their go-to move or their go-to player that can play below the free throw line, command a double team, or take advantage of his matchup night in and night out once the game slows down. I don't see that. Right? You talk about Rudy Gobert. Hey, you've heard me say this now, Tate, so many times. I, I almost feel embarrassed saying it again. <laughs> the NBA game is the only game that's played in the world here. The international game that you were referring to with Rudy Gobert, that's a different game. Rudy Gobert is a different player. Patty Mills led the entire Olympic, <laughs> he led the Olympics in scoring. And Kevin Durant was there, by the way. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay? He, he, was, he scored more points than Damian Lillard. He scored more points than everybody. But Tatum. Uh, name uh, name uh, any uh, guy in the U.S. Okay. <laughs> now, it's a different game. It's a different game. You know, speaking of a different game, not to get off subject here, how about our guy Ricky Rubio right now? Mm, playing great for the Cavs. Ricky Rubio has taken his Olympic swag and brought it to the NBA. That's what I'm saying for Rudy Gobert. Why can't he try to do something well, like that? But I guess it's different for the bigs. It's, it's different for the bigs. Different game. But I got to give Ricky Rubio credit. You know, the Spanish sensation has been unbelievable. Him and Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. You know, They've reached my, you know, I have a, a viewing, I have a little viewing, little party at my house, you know, for NBA games. They've made it to the second and third television right now. Ooh, you're turning the Cavs on. The, the, Ricky Rubio and Evan Mobley. That's a nice little one-two punch right now. And I got to give Rubio credit. He's, he's, he's got to be shooting the basketball from three the best in his career. I think, yeah, I saw that. He is, yeah. He, I think he's over 40%. He's playing terrific. He's playing free. He's found his rhythm. I don't know if it's because he's coming off the bench. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it works for him, and it's fun to watch. And the Cavs are the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference right now at 9-7, and seven, I know, so and, they and are I know. That, making some noise. They are making some noise. Unexpected, and, and hopefully let's get Mobley back soon because he's, he's seems like he's going to be out for at least two or three weeks mm -hmm. or so with that elbow. Yep, yep. Two weeks is the last time I saw him. I mean, quickly before we got out of here, BJ, I just want to bring up Giannis again because they take on the Lakers. We're talking about the best in the West. The Lakers are at 500 right now. Giannis comes to town, uh, drops 47 points, has this amazing performance, kind of sends a message. Um, I know we've talked about the Lakers ad nauseum, but at 500 right now, this does feel like uh, uh, where do we go from here? LeBron's coming back on Friday. If LeBron comes up back on Friday and kind of takes the reins again, I think the Lakers will be back in this conversation right as we talk about the best in the west you know i'm gonna leave the lakers alone too because the lakers 
We love to talk about the Lakers. Just leave him alone. We'll leave him alone. It is what it is. Midas is laughing. He told me not to bring up the Lakers, but yeah, I can't help yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, we can't. We love to talk about because, you know, listen, if there's been a mainstay in, in, in the NBA for the last, what, seemed like forever now, was 19 years he's been in the league, that LeBron James is going to be there in the end. With the exception of what, what, last year? A couple, couple, you know, a couple times now? You, you would think, but I'm not sure. I'm really not sure because it's hard, Tate, to win the race looking from the outside. And the, the Lakers have a lot of work to do, and they're not young guys, okay? Russell Westbrook. And you, and you mentioned how hard it is to get back on the saddle. That's why you're so yeah, impressed with the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a lot of effort and energy of, to get back there. It takes a lot of effort. So I'm not sure that the Lakers can do this because it's not like you're going to – put LeBron in in the place and you and they kind of know their roles. You know, Russell's going to be a different player. Carmelo probably goes back to the bench. You know, who's who's the starter? I don't even know who the starters are. I don't either. Okay. That's what I've been fascinated by. I mean, what's, we we've seen what's, different what's versions. The what's the rotation? So the Lakers have a lot. Now, the the positive they have LeBron coming back and he's been able to erase a lot of mistakes in his career. But this one, I don't know if he can do. I don't mm. even know if he can do because there's so much. You know, is AD a four or is he a five? We've had that conversation so many times yeah. now that I, I don't even care I, yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it go. I'm leaving it. I'm sticking with Phoenix. I'm sticking with Milwaukee coming out of the East. The 11 seed right now, but I'm sticking with only Milwaukee a one and a half games back out of the six seed. Coming so. out of the East. I'm sticking with that. They're the they're the best eleven seed I've ever seen. You say, but then you're gonna say, well, what what's the difference between them? The difference is, Giannis is playing, but they're missing their key contributors, right? You know, Chris Chris Middleton, Middleton obviously. just got back. Okay, Holiday just got back Holiday a few games ago. Just got back. Brooke Lopez and, is and out. I need the big fella, Brooke. I need the big fella. And Giannis has said that. Giannis said, I did not realize how much I valued Brooke Lopez until he was okay. out of the lineup, need, and now I miss him. Yeah, I need Brooke. Now, <laughs> there's one thing I will say. There is a little something that's missing from Milwaukee. PJ. PJ Tucker. Now, I don't know who's going to fill that, fill that void, but we need, and I say we, because you know I love me some 34. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We need to find and fill that void because who's going to be the bulldog for the, who's going to be Tony Allen who's going to be Deshaun Stevenson one thing you know for I this know Miami is going to bring they're going to bring some toughness to the game my Miami is there to get somebody thrown Miami, out of the game I mean they're, they're, Miami they're, is <laughs> going to bring some toughness to the game Haslam will be thrown in there to guard Giannis for one or two possessions I mean they're going to do everything they can that I do know. So those are the two teams that I think Miami and Milwaukee will come out of the East. They will battle it. I'm going to pick 34. Me too. I'm going to pick 34. I can't bet against 34. 34. And this is the rubber match because in the bubble, uh, the Bucks got swept by the Heat. Last year in the playoffs, the Bucks sweep the Heat. And now we're, we're trying to figure out who is the best of these two teams as we head into this so, year. So it's a good matchup. You know, that, that's – but, you know, I, I'm still picking Milwaukee – to turn things around. Giannis is playing. He's got a good flow. And when he wants to get 45, 50, he does it. 
and I and I love that about them, and they'll get things turned around up there. I'm going to give my prediction for the finals, BJ, at this point as I look at it. And I, I love Phoenix. I, I I think Phoenix is the team. And it, it all if, if you're just look, giving you know me the piece of paper and you said, Phoenix, this is their team, this is the Warriors team, I'm going to, you know, eyes closed, I'm probably going to say Phoenix. But for whatever reason... I can't get over Steph Curry. I can't get over the Warriors. And I know that they have, you know, you know, they don't necessarily have the big, but I kind of believe Wiseman's going to step up in that role, kind of like what Aiton did last year for the Suns. So I'm expecting to see, BJ, in the finals, Stephen Curry versus Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Bucks versus the Warriors. I think that's our finals this year. And uh, if that were to happen, that's primetime television. I can't wait for that. You know, like I said earlier in the show, they don't call it show, show. They don't call it business, <laughs> business. But I understand your generation, they love the show. We yeah, love the show. You love the show. You love the entertainment value. <laughs> and the entertainment of See, Gian, but Giannis gives me show and business, and so does Steph Curry. So I, I think I I think I like show business. Well, you know, I'm just more show I'm, than business. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> if that does happen, I'm gonna pick the Bucks in five. I think Bucks in six. Yeah. I'm going Bucks in six again. I'm, I'm gonna pick because there's no matchup the Warriors have for Giannis. Okay? There's no matchup. And I, you know what matchup I really would be excited here? And, 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 and let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because I don't want to. <laughs> no, this is best in the West early season I would love, because I would love Holiday, who I feel is the best defensive guard. Right On Curry. Just to see. Me too. Just That's to, what I mean. The, not it, that he, it would not be to great. say he's going to stop him. I just want to see what he's going to take away. Mm-hmm. I just want to see what he's going to take away. And I know he's going to pick him up full court if he's bringing the ball up. No, he's not going to bring the ball up. I can tell you. I can already tell you. He's not going to bring the ball. Up. <laughs> so that immediately changes everything for the Warriors. I'm going to leave it right there until we meet again, my friend. There you have it, BJ. Anything else before we get out of here? Wind and water, Tate. What do you do? <laughs> we we got to make waves. This has been Pushing Through, and we will see you back next week.